Hello, all you happy innovators out there. How you doing? You hanging in there? I guess we're here. Finally. The final episode of Snowflake 33. Yep, here we are. This is it. This is the last one. And I am going to continue the discussion about my dear old granddad. Okay. But... Before I do that, I'll just explain a couple of things to my listeners, in case you are unaware. Okay? Now, while this is the last episode of Snowflake 33 podcast, it's not my last podcast. Okay? So if you've enjoyed Snowflake 33, um, don't worry. I do have plans to continue talking um like i said prior i'll repeat it the format is going to change the name is going to change but i do have a better idea of what i want to do in the future and what i want snowflake 33 to become so stay tuned i will be releasing a new podcast i will be starting a new podcast in september not exactly sure what day. Um, I have been trying to release uh, my Snowflake 33s on Wednesdays, so I'll probably stay with that. Although I do kind of suspect that I'm going to be releasing sometimes at least more than one a week. Okay, so um, I guess to give you a little bit of a hint about the direction, okay. Um, I've gathered over the past year that my listeners, you know, my small group of happy innovators, um, enjoys hearing the stories, right? So you can probably count on the majority of what I'm talking about in the future to be a lot of that, okay? One, because I enjoy telling stories. Two, I have a lot of stories to tell. And three, my audience seems, anyway, to enjoy them. So, there you go. There's a little little clue as to the future, okay? But it's not limited to that. So, you know, maybe sometimes I'll do some talking about issues or something. But I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, back to the story, to wrap up the story of my grandfather and this amazing guy who had such a a huge impact on me as a person, okay? Um, You know, up until this point, one of the things I haven't really expanded on was my grandfather's sense of humor, okay? Um... Because he was a really funny guy, okay? He liked to laugh, and his sense of humor was corny sometimes, okay? But uh, the way he would deliver his humor made everybody laugh because it was funny. Even if it was stupid, it was funny. Sometimes it was funny because it was stupid. Like, uh, specifically, I remember a time... It was Christmas, okay? And uh, 
my grandparents had come over to our house for Christmas to celebrate Christmas. And of course, you know, grandpa, um, would have, uh, a gift, you know, for each one of his grandkids, you know? So I remember running up to him when he came in, you know, and it was just, you know, exciting and happy that grandpa was there. You know, I remember being like, Oh, you know, grandpa, what did you get me for Christmas? You know? And he's like, well, I'm not going to tell you, but I'll give you a hint. You'll get a big bang out of it. You know? And of course it was like a gun, you know, a toy gun, but it was like, (laughs) like so stupid. It was funny, you know, like, like so corny. Okay. But here's a funny story about my grandpa that my mom would tell. There's actually a couple of them that my mom likes to tell. And the one that it comes to mind first is this story about how my grandfather was having like these headaches, um, like migraines. Okay. And, you know, he went to the doctor and everything and, you know, take aspirin or something, you know, that was like the answer. Well, he's, this, this problem persisted. Okay. And according to legend, you know, from my mom, my grandfather was out in his yard one day and one of the branches on one of his trees fell off, you know, broke off the tree and fell and hit him on the head, like pretty hard, like hard enough where I think he had to go to the hospital. Okay. He got hurt. And uh, from that point forward, he never had a migraine again. (laughs) So, like, that's the kind of stuff that I would hear (laughs) growing up. Another story I could tell you is, uh, and this is another one that my mother likes to tell. Um, uh, My grandfather was working on a telephone line that had hooked up to someone's house, and he was, you know, installing it or whatever. And uh, according to myth, according to legend, you know, um, the woman of the house was home and she had at some point realized that her wedding ring was missing. Okay. And she accused my grandfather of stealing her ring. Okay. So of course my grandfather was like, you know, flabbergasted, like, you know, he would never do that, you know? But this woman was like nutty or something and she was, you know, flipping out about it. So this woman had this kettle of soup or something on her stove that she was preparing. And my grandfather, you know, grabbed the ladle and started going through the soup trying to see if her ring was in there. (laughs) Of course it wasn't. And the woman found her ring or whatever. You know, my grandfather wasn't a thief for crying out loud. But that's one of those stories my mom tells and she starts to laugh, you know. Uh, the memory of her dad it was funny you know and uh, you know like you know overall I guess like when I think about my grandfather when I think about his demeanor that's what I remember is that he was funny you know he was always like light especially around us kids okay um, now so I've, I've expanded on his sense of humor a little bit you know his uh his, his attitude about those things. But now I'm going to tell you a little bit about, well, I guess the, the sad part of the story, um, the, the later years. Okay. Now I, I can speak about this time period of, you know, my grandfather 
with some authority because at the time that my grandfather was really going through his Alzheimer's disease situation, I was young enough to still be at home with my parents, but old enough to be strong enough to help my mother out. Okay. Now, my mother was the executor of my grandfather's will. Okay. So she had two older sisters, and they were kind of like disconnected from this process. And my mother had kind of taken on this role really by herself because my father worked. So this is kind of like what my mom was dealing with. Okay. And I was at her side while this was happening. I was on call when she needed me. So I spent a lot of time with my mom at that point, especially when it came to, uh, you know, selling my grandfather's house, selling his car, you know, preparing the house for sale and um, just helping my mom out when she needed help, physical lifting of things or, uh, you know, a pair of hands to move things around and help her out. And I was there and so was my little brother too, I have to say. It wasn't just me, but most of the time it was me and my mom, okay? And so this whole saga started when my grandmother died, okay? Now, if you go way back to the episode of Snowflake 33 where I'm talking about my brother Steve, I talk about being at my grandmother's funeral, okay? And I'm talking about it in a very light and humorous way, but in reality... When my grandmother died, it was really, really sad, okay, for everybody, okay? This woman was grieved by people, okay, because she was so gentle and kind and loving. And at the time she passed away, uh, she was very sick, very sick. She was hospitalized. She had surgeries that had gone bad, and I won't even get into that, okay? But my grandfather and my grandmother at that time had been married for over 50 years. I think they were pushing about 60 years of marriage, maybe 65. Not quite sure. It was a long time, okay, that they had been married. And my grandfather took it very very hard okay um he loved this woman okay i mean he loved this woman and it and it's probably arguable that it went even beyond that as i'm sure some of you may understand when you're with somebody that long it's not just love and it's not just marriage it, it morphs into some other thing that they don't have a word for yet okay And like I said, my grandfather was devastated. And that's the word I would use. He was devastated. His world as he knew it was over. Okay. And it was really sad to watch him decline. Okay. Because he did. He did. He really suffered 
when she died. Okay. And, you know, I remember the initial moments, you know, the initial years uh, just after her death and being with my mom a lot at his house and helping him along by himself because he, he wanted to live in that house. He did not want to move. He wanted to stay there. But it was just really, really dramatic and sad. Okay. And I have a very clear memory of him uh, disintegrating very slowly. Okay. Emotionally, uh, it was just a complete uh, removal. He was completely removed from the life he had known for so long. And maybe two, three, four, maybe five years after my grandmother died, my grandfather had spiraled down into Alzheimer's disease. Okay, and it just it just kicked in. And let me tell you, okay, uh, because I had a front row seat for this. Okay, I was there with my mom, even when my dad wasn't there. It was just me and my mom dealing with her dad going through this thing. Okay, uh, it was like it was. Uh, something that I will never forget or could never forget. Okay. Um, He was lonely. Okay. But that's an understatement. Okay. He was, he was devastated. My grandfather was devastated and uh, he was a very independent man. They have to understand this. Okay. That my grandmother was sick and my grandfather spent the majority of their marriage, you know, being the caregiver for my very sick grandmother. Okay. And like I said, he just adored her. Okay. So when she died, there was like, there were phases of his grieving and, um, he didn't want to leave the house. He didn't he didn't want to sell the house. He wanted to stay where they had lived. Okay? And he was very independent and slowly, very slowly he started to lose that independence. And I watched it happen. Okay? Um it's kind of a sad story, but it's an important part of the story. Because, uh, well, one, I would say it bonded my mother and I, okay? Not just as mother and son, but, you know, as kind of comrades in this situation. You know, my mother was very strong and very, you know, uh, direct and, and solid and reliable for him, but she was grieving, you know, and she was forced into this position where, you know, she's telling this guy, her dad, okay, who doesn't take any crap from anybody that he can't drive anymore, you know, that they're going to have to take his driver's license away because 
he doesn't remember where he is. You know? And let me tell you, those little things like that, they're not so little. You know, independence is something that uh, dies hard in people, you know? And let me tell you, I mean, it was definitely the case with my grandfather. And like I said, it was just little by little. Uh, his independence was taken away to, you know, and eventually it got to the point, okay, where he had to leave the house and he had to be institutionalized. There was no other option. My mother didn't have the, the professional expertise to deal with his problems, okay? And it was earth shattering for him. Okay, And it was difficult for my mother. And he made it difficult in a lot of ways because he did not want to give it up. But it was time. The time had come. And uh, I'll tell you this, you know, uh, you know, I had mentioned to you how his house was like a museum. Okay, well, when it came time to sell his house and, you know, therefore empty the house out family members came from far and wide to clean that house out okay and which is a testimony to you know all the cool stuff he had and the valuable stuff that he had but it was also for me it was a little disappointing to watch you know basically you know, my family disintegrate into this like animalistic kind of thing where they were just grabbing and, you know, pillaging his house, you know, fighting over things. I mean, it was like, um, it was something to observe. It was definitely, definitely something I'll never forget. Uh, I remember being, uh, in the moving truck, you know, waiting for people to be loading things into the moving truck or something. And, uh, you know, watching people running out of the house with things in their arms and getting in their car and taking off. They, they, didn't, they weren't interested in helping him out. They were interested in getting what he had. And this was my family. Very, very weird. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. And just how disappointed I was and just how bizarre it was. Um, and, you know, so... We, you know, the house was emptied, the car was sold, the house was sold, and I, ugh, I was, you know, to this day, I kind of like, oh, I wish they wouldn't have sold that house. I would love, I would love to go back to that house, but, you know, if wishing made it so, not the case. It's gone. It's not in the family anymore. Uh, but... My, the house was sold. So my grandfather was in a nursing home and he lingered for many years, okay, uh, suffering from Alzheimer's disease, having uh, issues with memory and uh, all the other problems that arise from a disease that's you know, that serious and just ravaging, you know. And, uh, and, and eventually very quietly and very peacefully surrounded by all of the people that loved him. Uh, and this was after years of visits, you know, years of 
contending with uh, issues with his estate and all those kinds of things. My poor mother was burdened with that and it was a burden and she handled it very well and she was unsung in how well she handled it. Um, But eventually my grandfather did pass away and he did die and you know fortunately for me okay um, before he moved out of his house I kind of had um, I had first dibs on many things I, I had first dibs on on his possessions okay as a grandson and I had the foresight to grab certain things not valuable things but certain things that were important to me. That machete, you know, that I talked to you about was one of them. There's a handful of other things too. Um, and I'm so glad I did. You know, I'm so glad that I did that. Because these things are treasures to me now. Okay. And it just speaks to that whole, this whole story of this guy and his relationship to my life, you know, the impact. I mean, just, I can't express it enough, you know, and I think as time goes on, I I realize it even more, you know, that, uh, wow, wow. I've watched in my own life uh, his influence play out and it's not conscious. It's just where I go. You know, it's like where my brain goes. You know, uh, I watched him do it and now I do it. And, oh, how I wish that he could hear the music and he could, you know, be aware and, and, and experience this life I have because like I said before if anyone would appreciate it he would he would my grandfather would be proud of the fact that I'm a musician and I'm doing what I'm doing and I I think about him you know honestly I think about him every day really you know and like I said a couple episodes back, whenever I pick up an instrument, no matter what it is, there's a little part of my brain that remembers him. And is, is kind of like doing it for him. Because he really wanted to, and he couldn't. And I was born with it. I was just given the gift. And, uh, you know, that sounds a little pretentious, I guess, but I don't care. You know, I don't care because that's not how I mean it. I just love the guy, you know, and he and he was good to me. He was a good grandfather and a remarkable person. And, you know, I just can't think of a better way to end the Snowflake 33 story. You know, I just can't think of a better person. He should have been story number one. OK, but he's that's OK. I'm sure he understands you know, but so there, you know, there you go. There's, there's the story of this guy, you know, and, uh, he lives 
through me, you know, and it's, it's something that I think about a lot. It is. Um, I think about him a lot. I think about my grandfather a lot. I really do. Every day, in one form or another, he, he enters my mind, you know. And I guess that's it, you know. Um, that's really all I wanted to say. You got the story of my grandpa. This very interesting and amazing human being that I was blessed and fortunate enough to have known and I guess that's all I wanted to say so this is it everybody the last of Snowflake 33 the final 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 Snowflake 33 and I guess this one thing is ending we should be looking forward to the future because there is a future for me and my podcasting, okay? And I guess I can say thank you right now to anybody who's listening to this. Um, I guess I could name specific names, but I won't. Um, I'll just make it all inclusive, you know? Thank you, everybody, for the past year. It's been really really a a lot of fun I have to say that uh, I could say that I have found uh, through the process of doing these Snowflake 33's uh, how cathartic it is actually you know uh, that's something that I did not anticipate when I started and I kind of find this hard to believe but it's true uh I have found myself wanting to forego making music uh, so I could talk. (laughs) And that may not sound like much, but it's a big deal. I mean, that's something I've actually struggled with over the past year is, you know, I need to make music. I don't have time to talk today. Well, I'll make time, you know. It's that kind of thing. I just, I found myself enjoying it so much, you know, uh, stepping up to the microphone and just talking uh, that I'm a little embarrassed about it, actually. (laughs) That's probably the best way of putting it, you know. Got to be loyal to that music muse, you know, you, you can't abandon the muse. But, you know, let me tell you, over the past year, I've really learned to enjoy this talking bit. And I appreciate the fact that you've enjoyed my stories. Um, I guess I could say, too, that if you're listening to this, you know, you should feel free to leave comments and things like that. Um, It's very important, very important to this process, you know, because this dialogue with Snowflake 33, this, this dialogue with you and I, is really one-sided. It's really one way, which is okay. It's a podcast and all that kind of stuff, but um, it really is helpful when I get feedback. It's your way of talking back or responding to what I'm talking about. And believe it or not, I mean, it plays a large part in, you know, what I'm coming up with next. So, 
sincerely, you know, not from a, uh, you know, podcaster, YouTube guy perspective, you know, feel free to leave the comments. It's very important. And then I also should say, you know, from a YouTuber, podcaster point of view, uh, please do like and subscribe and all those things because that matters too in a separate way, in a very different way, but it does matter. Um, it's been a great year, folks. It's been a great year. Very interesting and uh, very informative and fun, I have to say. You know, when talking to you, rivals making music for you there's a there's a seismic shift taking place trust me uh never thought that would happen so with that goodbye snowflake 33 hang on folks for the new thing because it's coming don't you worry i won't let you down and we're gonna have a lot of fun in the future okay we will i promise I, i won't let you down Okay, so with that, this is Mike Bostwick from Pipe Choir Records signing off. And remember, folks, if you want to keep what you've got, you've got to give it away. Or talk about it, at least. (laughs) Take it easy.